0: Welcome to another edition of the OxBC podcast, and today we are with the OxBC founder member, stalwart, all-round genuine nice guy, (laughs) Peter Longworth. I don't know why we we all laughed there. (laughs) He's a nice guy. What are we talking about? Um, Nice guy in crypto. Yeah. If you've been to any uh, OxBC events, I'm sure you'll have seen him there. So yeah, and Peter's obviously had a wide array of experience um, in the sector, but also 20 years believe it or not, in the banking industry. So he's got kind of a unique perspective on what's what's um, the kind of the financial side of blockchain. So yeah, Peter, nice to have you on.
1: Nice to be here. Thank you very much. And I think um, I've got a unique colour of red now as being quite embarrassed by that introduction. It's
0: all true. It's all true. None, none of it was flattery. So yeah, let's just have a little, little chat about your kind of reflections having been in the blockchain space now and having a kind of a, a foot in both camps really with with banking and blockchain like where do you, where do you think we are what's the current state of play
1: um i think we're we're, we're all a bit deflated at the moment i think there was a lot of promise um, and uh, talking about OXBC, um, lots of people on that course i think the first one that we were on was 1500 2000 people had signed was it up really? for it was wow. it, it was huge and the the meetups that we we had while we were going through that course were incredibly well attended. The, the the sort of numbers and I think people, rightly so, you know, were were quite invested in doing something here and and perhaps the promise of what was going to come and what I still believe is going to come, but yeah. it's just going to take a lot longer, um, has meant that a lot of people have, have perhaps moved on, um, different interests or or just not interested. Yeah. So, and I think this is just just generally when you look at what's going on in the market, I still believe there's a lot of people building things in um, in stealth or, or working on projects and solutions. Um, but but yeah, it's a lot less shouty than it than it was two years ago. Um, but I think that's a good thing because I think now people are being more realistic. The hype's left, um, and I think people are, are, are looking at it from the benefits that it will bring um and and again from a banking background i think we've spoken about this before Mm. there's there's huge promise um but it's going from where we are now to that end state and it's not going to be an overnight change
0: yeah it's funny how there's sort of in a way there should really be no massive correlation between the price of bitcoin or how the, the crypto market's doing in general and what's being built in the blockchain space because building takes a long time and you don't take on a project in December 2017 when Bitcoin's at 20 grand and then become deflated when the price of crypto falls. Like you're, you're there to build something for the future. So, but clearly there is a massive correlation because the sentiment has massively dropped during the bear market and a lot of projects also haven't survived and haven't stayed the
1: course. <laughs> But I think that's a good thing because I think the the technology isn't a silver bullet to do everything. I think a mm-hmm. lot of the projects that were coming up through that hype, if you'd said database rather than blockchain, yeah, yeah, you know, why why blockchain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think we've all just said for that the before. sake of it because it's the because buzzword because we can raise some money out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, if if that was the right thing to build, why weren't you building that two years ago using a database and having you? Hundreds of millions of users and and yeah. retired by then because you've exited. Um, so so I think I think it's it, it is actually a good thing. Um, I do think that the problem with that period of time where there was all of the hype and um, excitement and then a crash is probably negatively affected the industry as well. I sound very negative today, but um, but that then. When you're talking to institutions and and, um, serious industry players, they have this idea that it is a bit of a a scam. There's negative connotations to Mm -hmm. certainly tokens, um, digital securities, blockchain in some ways. um, It's been tarnished a bit. Uh, And I think now while people are working on good projects... um, that are talking to industry players that are starting to do proof of concepts and, and, and working with this technology, when people can start to see the benefits and why you should use blockchain, it will start to flourish again, but for the right reasons, because you don't need tokens. You well, know, you... <laughs>
0: that, I think that's something, well, let's get onto that in a second. Cause I do, I've got a question around that. Um, when we'll bring things more into a kind of positive yeah, angle yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than yeah. reflecting on the on the doom. So, just I just want to touch on banking just quickly. What what do you what do you think the perception is currently from a banking standpoint? Big institutions in the banking sector. How what do, how do they look at blockchain at the moment? Do you think they in generally they they kind of think it's a scam or they think it's going to be something that should be adopted, but it might take a
1: while. Okay, so this is obviously my personal opinion. I'm not speaking for anybody who I have worked for. I think at the moment there's too much regulatory uncertainty. There is a a reputational risk. And equally, I don't believe any of the big institutions are going to be or want to be a first mover. Interesting. Um, Because if you're going to spend all of that, invest all of that money and time into... Um, building a solution, and somebody takes a different solution, you know, you, you're in there first and you're yeah. in for a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and everybody else has gone with a different consortium. I think there's there's very much a, a watching brief around um, a bank's direction, around the regulators' direction, and the industry. And 100%, I think that there's a lot of interest there. Um, we went to a, a conference a little while ago, and somebody had said a year ago CEOs were sat back, not interested. And he said, "Now CEOs are sat forwards; they're interested." Um, but there's still education. There's still the that's progress, um, though. But but absolutely no, there is there is complete progress, and you look at what it offers, um, what the technology offers, especially within say a trading environment. Yeah. And and there are companies out there that we've been talking to that have. The brightest minds, building incredible solutions that will revolutionise. Lots of <laughs> lots of good words. Now we're going positive, yeah. um but but that will not only remove a lot of efficiencies. And I think, sorry, one of the other things on, on a bank's point of view is a little bit of a, a worry of what's my relevance. But but there is yeah. a relevance because you still as much as um you say we don't need a trusted third party but actually do you really want all of your wealth stored on a ledger in a safe yeah. in your house exactly. with a private key that you might lose so actually have it and and then do you want a fidelity or a um any other large institution would you prefer them to look after your keys to look after your um security tokens or your tokenized whatever it is mm. that you've got or or do you want to look after it yourself? And I think the answer is probably you want a financial institution to do that for you. Just just like you do, Yeah, you don't keep pound notes under your bed.
0: Well, it's a difficult one. I, ideologically, I'd much rather c- take care of it myself, 100%. Only thinking of the doomsday scenarios that we've got and like, you know, banks foreclosing on people and whatever... I'd, I like the idea of a future where I'm responsible for my own funds and nobody can take them from me, nobody can stop me using them. However, it would take one very small error of judgment for me to completely change my view on that, and that is losing my private keys or yeah. something going drastically wrong when I'm trying to transfer funds, and then I'd be wishing for that institution again. So,
1: yeah. And and then it goes on, so, so that's just a cash analogy. And it may be mm. that you've still got a ledger with... Your, your doomsday amount on that's, yeah. that's sat at home. But if you've got any significant amount, you don't really want it that somebody runs away with your safe, takes no. an angle grinder to it, and no. you've lost everything no. with absolutely no recourse. No. But then you've got how do you structure products? So again, do you want something that's got a, um, a tier one banking brand behind it, or do you want something that some startups made? Yeah. Um, and again you know it's it's a risk profile so you'll put something in in a startup or or a a a disruptive company that's coming into the space but actually if you if you've got a decent amount of money yeah you want the safety you net. want to look after it yeah, yeah of course. um so so I think that there is there is space for banks and institutions in in the space but going back to what I was saying about some of these solutions that we've been looking at it also offers new revenue streams for banks so you might lose out on traditional um, areas, but actually there might be new products, new services. And I do think if if banks don't take it seriously and take the threat seriously, you will end up having to either buy a, a lot of money, a startup yeah. that's now suddenly got traction and you're losing all of your customers too, or you're just going to get left behind. It's going to be interesting to see. Um over the next two, three, four, five years, um, how it how it works out, and 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 how we go from where we are now with nobody really doing anything other than perhaps internal proof of concepts. Yeah. How do you go from there, where you're not really seeing any value because you're not dealing with untrusted third parties, and you might as well have a database rather than mm. a, a blockchain. How do you go from there? to then suddenly dealing with every single institution, allowing the regulators to see real-time. You know The utopia yeah. is you've got real-time settlement, real-time trading, um, no minimal counterparty fees. risk, minimal fees. The regulator can see what's happening instantly at any time. No credit risk. The utopia that that is, but how do you go from nothing or very little to there? Um, and it's it's quite hard to see that happening in small steps.
0: Mm, you need visionaries. Because you need,
1: you, need, you need visionaries, but you need the whole network. You need the participants yep. to be able to to make that work, to make it efficient. Um, so, no, it's, it's going to be an exciting space.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's a positive note to move into. So if I was to say the words killer app to you, <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot, but what do you think could, I know you mentioned before, Perhaps we don't need tokens. What would be, in your
1: mind, a killer app for blockchain? Mm, I think there's two questions there. So the, the token question, mm. that absolutely is room for tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think looking at them as a digital representation of a equity or a bond or a fractionalized ownership in mm. something
0: um So, like what Jim's been talking about with absolutely. the rare cars, yes. and the, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, no, completely see that. So, so I'm not saying it's just where you mm. perhaps
0: issuing tokens for the sake issuing of it.
1: tokens for the sake of it, yeah. or just for a fundraise for a project yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a white paper. Th- those kind of things have no use, and I think mm. the market's pricing that in now, as mm. we can see. So, utility tokens, basically
0: buying utility tokens for a platform that doesn't exist, exactly. is, is a pointless, exactly yeah. exercise. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, killer app that's that's interesting i Mm. I think probably going back a bit to what you were saying about taking control of your finances so i hope that there will be a lot more access to different investing and um different asset classes so for instance um things that you may need a minimum of 250 or a million pounds to invest in say a really high performing private Mm. equity fund um Potentially, why can't you get that now with putting £100 in? Yeah, Sort of the phrase, the rich get richer, Mm. money comes to money. In some ways, it is true. You have access to a lot better performing financial instruments if you've got more money. And I think part of that is your risk profile is different. Um, Maybe you you don't want to put your last £100 into a 10-year private equity fund, and there are retail protections for that reason to, to mm. make sure people invest in the right thing. However, if you're being sensible and you've got a diversified portfolio, why can't you put some of your money into products that aren't currently available? So for me, if 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 that becomes a thing where you're, you know, you can log into your Barclays whoever yeah. app and you can buy a bit of a property and invest a little bit in a private equity fund or a supercar or a supercar, yeah. exactly. No, yeah. I, and,
0: or a basketball team.
1: Or yeah, whatever. exactly. All these Sports teams. stars. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and opening up that you know whole new asset classes. Like who who can who can buy a basketball team? Yes,
0: yeah.
1: Well, if I if I can buy a bit of it and I love it, then why yeah. not? Or yeah, my local exactly. football team? Or yeah,
0: um, you'd be all about buying a bit of Manchester. Well, United I could. Too, you? you can. You can actually buy oh. shares in Manchester United, but um, I couldn't, for example, buy shares in. Paul Popper's contract not that I would want to because he's (laughs) (laughs) he's he's underperformed almost worse than my crypto portfolio but yeah I I, I, for what it's worth I 100% agree with you in terms of tokenization of securities and making all of that accessible to regular folk like me is going to be could be
1: a huge, huge application for blockchain. Mm-hmm. But. I still, sorry, um, I, I still think that if you look back at the internet, I think right now what we're doing is saying there's all of this stuff that already exists. We might try and make it a bit more accessible. Brilliant. But I think we've not got, to, we haven't got to the stage yet where really new accessible things are, are, are out there, products are mm. out there. So at the end, the inception of the internet it's great we killer app was email yep but actually at the time you never thought about a facebook or airbnb or uber so you know the whatever it is one of the largest transportation companies in the world doesn't own a vehicle yeah the one of the largest um accommodation providers doesn't own a building So, so i think there's there's new exciting products still to come along that actually may be a much bigger killer app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that we just can't get around at the moment. At the moment. And it, it may be that it takes two or three iterations of, of that same thing before it becomes true. And mm-hmm. this negative <laughs> start to it that, that that we were talking about before, but there are going to be waves of that. Yeah. It's not always the first mover that cleans up.
0: Um, well, look at all those dot-com kind of, exactly. you know, there was the initial dot-com millionaires, but then all these other people came out, and it was the same with apps, wasn't it? Like, it was this big rush, and, yes. it, you know, some people made a lot of money, and then loads of people didn't. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. And the exact same thing's happening.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm, I am very positive and very excited about, about the whole industry, um, and it's it, it is it's great to have been around relatively... Early days, yeah, um, and and stay involved and see see where it all goes. So, who have you seen on your travels and out and about that you, you're
0: particularly impressed with in terms of the success that they've actually had in blockchain so far, relative relatively speaking, on sort of small projects yeah. or, or large projects, projects? projects that you've um, you've encountered that you know because like we we've seen a lot of projects have sort of struggled or finished or closed, and yeah, there's some that are kind of just steadily growing and. Steadily um, doing what they said they were going to do.
1: Okay, so so there's a couple then that perhaps cover both a smaller startup and a a larger, more well-funded startup. So um, OXBC uh, yeah. member uh, Anatoly mm-hmm. building up the nickel asset management. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a great story. It's it, it it actually is pushing the bounds of the financial industry at the moment. So actually having a, a, a crypto hedge fund, FCA regulated, um, and and now putting out new products. Yep. And again, you couldn't meet a nicer guy No. Uh, in, in in the space as well, and he's got plenty of time to talk people through what he's done and how he's done it. But yep. um, no, th- th- that is very impressive. And then perhaps on a larger um, project is uh, Securitize. So the platform that they are building, they are working with, quite a lot of large organisations and it is something going back to that trading, um, between banks. I think it is something like a securitize, whether it is securitize or not, but that kind of platform, um, and the level that they're aiming their technology at is probably going to be a bit of the catalyst for all of the banks joining our network and starting to trade. Um, But again, you know, there's lots of moving parts that that still need to come together to make that work. So, for instance, uh, Jim with Merge, um, regulated secondary exchanges, Mm. we need those. Um, Otherwise, as as good as it is to have a network in place, if you can't trade these... Yeah, um, no liquidity. ...or or there's no liquidity, then it is one of those brilliant ideas, but the use case isn't fully formed. So, yeah, no, but but there's, there's so many to mention. So it's not all doom and gloom is what it's, we're saying. It's not all no. doom and gloom. Is... Fantastic. <laughs>
0: um, so, yeah, just finally, we always offer the opportunity to our OXBC guests um, to let us know if there's anyone, not necessarily an individual or a company, but anyone within the OXBC network that you would particularly like or have an interest in catching up with. I think...
1: Do keep in touch with quite a lot of people (laughs) (laughs) within within those. I see
0: you almost more than I see Katie.
1: So (laughs) I live live with her. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I think I think most of most of the the projects that that certainly are um, talking about what they're doing um, and and that that I'm aware of, I've spent some time with the founders and the 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 people who are making those projects work, probably from a, a personal interest would be the Curio project. Oh, um yes. I've always loved cars. Yeah. I I raced cars for a little while in, Did in you? my past. Oh, yeah. Um and uh, no, I I really do have a passion for cars wow. and what he's doing is very interesting and I think his background also came from curating and looking after a, a large collection of cars for for people. Um so yeah. Ray, so the give me a been, call. Gauntlet's been thrown <laughs>
0: down. Um, and people can get in touch with you through LinkedIn, Peter Longworth.
1: Yes. Uh, yep. Or Is that the best Block way? Logic on
0: Twitter. Yeah. At the Block Logic. That's right. Spit all words out. Yeah. Yep, yep, okay. yep. Cool. Well, thank you so much for, uh, thank you for your time and coming on the show. It's been a great oh, pleasure to you. catch up with you again. Yeah. Thank and you. And I'm sure we'll see you in the near future. Certainly will.
1: Amazing. Thank you.